Welcome to No Starving Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Anissa Benitez. Today's episode, we're going to talk about three important questions to ask yourself for deeper guidance at the top of the new year. I typically have a approach to New Year's resolutions or even set kind of one-year, five-year, and ten-year goals or orientations, intentions. I do a gratitude and reflection back on previous years. And this year, it's actually pretty difficult to understand what the future looks like for myself. I'm a little bit personally at a, a gray area. I would say like things don't feel very black and white as far as what feels right or wrong in my body. And I find doing these exercises, taking time for reflection helps us get a bit more clarity on what our soul needs, what our body needs, what the world needs. And I have for the last three or four months been going through a lot of exercises through Mind Valley Network. Mind Valley was founded by Vishen Lakhini and I did some promotional things for his book on social media and then was gifted a membership for their portal where they have a whole bunch of spiritual mindset, health, physically, mentally, emotionally, exercises from really great world-class leaders a lot of folks who go and do workshops at fortune 500 companies who teach to a lot of really successful and pretty elite demographics and so it's really special that he created this platform where this content is a lot more accessible where you can go through these workshops and I've been in particular enjoying his personal one he has a lot of different teachers on Mind Valley, but his own um, sharing is really focused on sharing the Silva method. The Silva method is a, an approach to meditation that's different than my personal approach. If you've done some of my guided meditations on here, they tend to be a lot more focused on you tuning into your inner peacefulness. Um, yeah, they tend to be a lot more about mindfulness, and these are a little bit more oriented towards visualization and getting clarity on where you're moving towards what's in alignment with your soul's purpose and I need that energy this year I don't know about you but last year was a little bit of a self-soothier and this year for me is really about reclaiming a lot of power and feeling that as a guiding force in making decisions in my life and so as far as an approach to today's podcast I recommend it might be helpful to listen to the podcast episode and then sit down later with a piece of paper and a pen and do the actual practice, do the actual exercise and allow yourself at least 10 minutes to self-reflect, to be immersed. But during our time together, I'll share with you how this has been helpful for me. I definitely feel like at a crossroads in my personal life. I got back from Mexico, which was a really expansive time and being back here in New York, I feel fully contracted. It's a very clear no for me. And so these next few months, I'm focused on living a bit more nomadically and traveling. And that might be at the expense of a lot of relationships in my life. And so I'm working to process that. You know, it takes a lot of reaffirming sometimes our inner knowing and our inner guidance when it's not in congruence with other people's agendas and other people's ideas of where we should be spending our time and energy. So I hope that this process also serves you in a more expansive way, um, more expansively than geographics, where you should live, 
who should be with. It's really about tuning into what your soul needs to feel most alive, to feel most actualized in this lifetime. We are souls having a human experience. Uh, that is my belief, and that's the belief of many, I think. You can feel it in your body when you feel that vitality and you feel that aliveness. And I think it's our responsibility to use our bodies to guide our souls to the experiences that we're supposed to have in this lifetime. It is simply just that. Um, and hopefully that brings you some peace because sometimes we feel like there's a lot of mental effort that we should be exerting. And I really think that some of it's just physical. It's just putting ourselves in the position of having certain experiences and allowing a lot more. So for today's agenda, we'll be going through these three most important questions to ask yourself. And otherwise, if you've been enjoying this podcast, you've been benefiting from this podcast, you're sharing this podcast on Apple Podcasts, rating and reviewing there, sharing it on social media is always appreciated. Let's get into it. As mentioned previously, Vishen, the founder of and CEO of Mind Valley, has a course on Mind Valley, this platform that shares education for mental, emotional, spiritual health through the Silva Ultra Mind method. And he shares this as the three most important questions to ask yourself. I think that we often desire for better health, for more fulfilling relationships, for wealth, or simply that we think will bring more enjoyment into our lives. However, it's not enough to simply have desires and not move towards actions. It's not enough to not honor ourselves with the love to realize some of these ex these desires. And today we'll explore the importance of honoring that and what that actually ultimately looks like as a roadmap. What I appreciated about this exercise is that one flows into the other. Um, and so without further ado, I'll kind of get into the way that this exercise can be approached. On a piece of paper, you'd make three columns. The first column is where you can write at the top experiences. In the second column, you can write at the top, growth. And on the third column of your piece of paper, you write at the top, contribution. When it comes to the first column, experiences, this is where we are most, <laughs> we are most often caught up. We have so many desires. Oh, I want to travel the world. I want to be a mom. I want to be a millionaire. I want to buy a house. When it comes to these New Year's resolutions, we can often have a lot of clarity on this type of thing. Like, I want to have a six-pack by the end of the year, something of that regard. And if it's not backed by action, then it'll never manifest. Um, also, sometimes it's worth getting really truly behind understanding why we desire those experiences. And... I know for myself, a lot of my desire for certain experiences to physically carry the body into these new 
areas of life is to feel more expansiveness, to feel more aliveness, to honor my soul, to give the soul this uh, change of scenery to the change of depth and connection, whether it's meeting a loved one um, or it's falling in love. I think all of us have these desires to have these experiences to have a feeling like we want to have this powerful feeling that is new that seems new to us and then there's the literal fact of moving our body through the physical world and collecting these experiences while we're here and how many of them can we do how many friends can we see um and so in this experiences column this is kind of an important place to acknowledge a desire and so if you are listening and doing this exercise in a bit more live time feel free to pause the podcast in a minute and give yourself at least five minutes to write down what kind of experiences you want to have in this lifetime they can be big small it can be i want to travel to the state next to me i want to go to the small town that it's been on my mind for so long Oh, or larger things. I, w- I do want to be a parent in this lifetime. I, I do want to buy a house. I do want to have some of these material possessions and, and larger experiences. So take a moment now and feel free to write those down. Now let's tune into growth, the second column. So this is where things get interesting. And when I did this exercise myself, this is where I was like, okay, this is why this three-question approach is really powerful. So when it comes to growth, it gets a little bit more tricky because this is where we have to take action. Say we wanted in our experiences column to be a mom, to be a parent. What do we need to do to grow into that experience like what can we do today in the present to move towards that and you might think to yourself in a very literal way well I have to meet a partner that I'd want to be a parent with I need to literally have the act of sex Um, but what's interesting is like there's things in our current present that we might associate with being a parent that feel we feel blocked from For instance, I want to cultivate a deep level of patience, and I can do that through a regular practice of meditation. I feel like I want to be a parent because I want to impart this level of kind presence to my child and to be a guide to them in a way that I never received, for instance. Um, If your experience column said something like, I want to travel to Europe, well, maybe the next step for you to move towards that aside from having the money to travel would be to learn a few languages, to start practicing some of the languages so you can be somewhat conversant, so you can follow and navigate directions. What can arise for us is a lot of acknowledgement around the fears that we have around actually having some of the human experiences that we say we desire. For instance, you say that you want to have, meet the love of your life as an experience. Well, maybe to meet the love of your life in your growth column, in this period of growth, in this present moment, 
how can you embody more of the qualities that you desire in a partner because we often attract people who are more vibrationally aligned to who we are so what qualities are you attracted to and people that you're trying to date what does your ideal partner look like I'm back in New York, so apologize for the horns. Say you wanted to, in your experiences, buy a home. Aside from the monetary side of that, there might be a huge acknowledgement around, wow, I don't know anybody in my life who's bought a home. I have so much education to do. I want to learn about home buying. I want to feel really educated as a first-time home buyer, and how can I read books, learn podcasts, listen to podcasts and inform myself on what home buying truly means and what it looks like and what that would look like in the long term as far as mortgage repayments or whatever else. I think what's powerful about this growth column is that it moves us into an actioning stage. It actually sets the groundwork for what we want to be spending time on, focused on maybe this year or for the next few years. What New Year's resolutions often don't do is put an action plan together for us to really tune into cultivating that growth experience to continue to expand so at this moment i recommend taking a moment to pause this podcast look back at your experiences column and then try to make the through line between what experiences you want to have and what growth is required of you to get there And that growth is not necessarily all on you, right? Some of these areas of growth might be, oh, I need to connect with people who are more knowledgeable in this area of homebuyership or parenting or whatever else. This is a moment to acknowledge that we are not um, an island unto ourselves. We need community. We need more expansive networks often to reach these experiences that we desire. Now, last but not least, if you've gone through this exercise and you've written down your experiences, you've written down the growth opportunities for yourself, then the last is definitely not the least. The last column is contribution. I know this to be true for myself. I don't know if it's the Aquarian in me, but everything that I've ever felt as a strong desire for myself it's truly never been for myself it's always been a strong desire because it's something that i'd want for others as well when it comes to contribution um this is the beautiful through line so for instance let's say there's a specific experience you thought you wanted to have for yourself you wanted to buy a house as an example to learn to be able to buy a house to reach that next column of growth you realize that this year you have to save more money you realize you have to connect with a realtor you have to make yourself more informed on home buying and then when you ask yourself why do i want this house like what is behind this desire for home buying i'm speaking to myself quite literally but insert your example you realize what it more largely signifies the contribution is much larger than 
a home for yourself as an individual maybe to live in. A home maybe to you represents a place where you can be a safe space for people in your life, your loved ones, for a wider community. It means that you can be in a position to maybe pass down generational wealth. You can give that house to your children, your children give it and give it to their children. And that is ultimately the North Star. And I think with our burning desires, they are always, they're always more connected to the wider community than we can recognize in the immediate. We desire to host people. We desire to have a space where we can gather community. There's so much going on. And so if you can take a moment now and think more largely around what those contributions could be, it might be really alivening to see that. Something that you might be surprised by is how many of these experiences that you want to have extend to empower and inspire and give back to loved ones, to folks who you don't even know personally. So if you can take a moment now um, and sit down with that contribution column, give yourself at least five minutes and reflect on ways that maybe even being in love could help you grow to be in a place to contribute and share love back into the world, to be in a space or a state where giving and being generous and feeling abundant and being in service comes more naturally. I hope that this three most important questions exercise helps you. I know that it hugely helped me get clarity on what my desires are, how to honor the growth that's necessary to move towards them, and also acknowledge how more impactful they will be in fulfilling because they support people beyond myself or they support the planet beyond myself. And that's a really beautiful realization to have around the things that we desire. We're often, or I'm often in a place of feeling kind of selfish in just acknowledging how many things or experiences I want to have. But then when I peel back the layers and understand the why of them, I feel a lot more comforted to know that it's to be in service, it's to fulfill and share more love towards myself and back into the world. I, upon coming back to New York, had a friend over and it's my birthday this week and they gave me a gift and we've been friends for over a decade now. And their gift was so spot on, like it truly made me cry. And I am halfway into this book already and I'm in love. It's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin, the famous music producer, and I'm sure he does so many other things. It starts off with a lot of structure and guidance, um, but it's quite open-ended. I think if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll find it like a really beautiful book to revisit think the artist's way by julia cameron think um the crossroads of should and must think untamed it's really about combining it's a reassurance book (laughs) which is basically the root of this podcast which is why i'm sharing it with you reassurance that we are on 
the right path as artists as creatives that we are all artists and creatives that understanding that you are a creative being truly means that you're honoring the need to share back into the world to not just consume and sit back but to self-express to be as much as possible a liberated being in this human body and in making a dent in this book there was one quote that I'd like to end on because it pertains to this exercise Rick Rubin says turning the Rick Rubin says turning something from an idea into a reality can make it seem smaller it changes from unearthly to earthly the imagination has no limits the physical world does the work exists in both what I love about this quote and why I'll end on it is because we can often get so overwhelmed by our huge desires from our wild minds from our expansive imagination but when we turn it into art when we turn it into something of a creative expression maybe a piece of writing it becomes smaller it really does turn from this huge expansive massive maybe untouchable thing into a very earthly physical thing or a very approachable visual thing and it's so valuable to continue dreaming and continue to have these experiences of honoring our desire to have an imagination to have this growth orientation and then also just know that the work is always going to be a smaller sillier just earthly version of that and we're just the conduits to make that translation and so don't stress yourself too much when it feels like your art isn't enough when your creations aren't enough they're never meant to be enough our imaginations are meant to be the place that has no limits has no bounds and with that thank you so much for taking the time to tune into yourself hopefully to do and give yourself a bit of self-reflection with this exercise and to tune into your well-being as an artist it's so important to take the space for self-reflection for grounding in our enoughness so thank you for listening to today's episode i'm so grateful to be along this creative journey with you i appreciate you Mm -hmm.